P-O-D, it's like K-O-B inside M-S-G, so like we top seed Old school's top speed, pimp slap left hand Is that hoe gon' bang? Is your bitch gon' gang? Is your nuts on swang? That's pinning who they attached to Pistachios and bag moves Took my head up out my moon to be the sun And hooping glass shoes Cash, back up on that ass Season don't some off that gas too Coming no one and kamikaze Bloody battered and bruised Adrian life been rocky Third act of my saga struggle didn't break me or stop me Dressing like I like my hair real drippy and sloppy Draped up and dripped out Put my money where I be talking about About to move to H-Town and motherfucking burn it down Henry tried not Obot Optimate Prime I'ma still be in that To the day that I die It's your boy P. Henry Trotter the fourth A.K.A. Home Run Trot, A.K.A. Casino P, A.K.A. Chef Boy R.P., A.K.A. Fair Hope Fred, A.K.A. Mock 2, A.K.A. Ressa P, A.K.A. Quinn with the pen, Dean with the lens, A.K.A. The Gap Tooth Bandit, A.K.A. Your Grandma's Favorite House Guest because that boy got manners. Welcome to a Spike P joint GSH Season 2 Episode Nintendo 64 And we live in this hole And you know riding with me In the cockpit of the Mario Kart Is my dizzy dog But I'll let him introduce himself Throwing it Oop right quick and this is your boy COD Decatur Boy Music, aka Big Tabby, aka Tabula Raza, aka COMD, 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 the <laughs> doctor is in, and he already on that 2020. I'm fucking with you. You already know what it is. How you doing, P? I'm doing good, man. Every time you introduce yourself, I always remember that I forgot. I always forget one of my names. And that is you are that is C O D M D Medico. And I am P H D. Cause we both come in with that doctor pedigree on this here TV screen, computer screen that I'm looking at. But uh you get what I'm saying. It's a TV screen for most people. Most people, uh, TV screen is a damn phone, man. And as you can see, I got that. Uh, it's in an Angel's Envy glass, but the drink of choice is a uh, little bit of tequila. Um, I used to run away from tequila, man. I spent a long time not drinking tequila, like not knowing what good alcohol tastes like. And uh, I, it's, it's yeah. kind of all I drink now. It's like it's my liquor of choice. Like, and it's red, your like liquor red. of choice. Tequila is not girl? my liquor of choice. Men's call, yeah, men's call and tequila are my are my liquors of choice, man. I uh, I backed off the bourbon a little bit, man, and I never drank vodka. Um, was here and there on rum, was here and there on gin. Um, but like bourbons and whiskeys were my drinks of choice. Yeah. But like, yeah, I made that switch to tequila since my cousin came to visit. Man, shout out to uh, shout out to the other the the better P in my family, LP out there in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. That's funny as shit. 
But yeah, man, I always forget that PhD because we got doctors on this show, man. We are qualified on here. We got degrees and this shit. Um, but really, we just do a bunch of reading because we read books. Straight up, anytime. <laughs> right. I feel like my camera angle keep changing and I'm tripping. Is that a good view right there? That's good. Yeah, that's solid. It look like it's it's kind of like uh, you look like you in Wisconsin and T and like studio with T Pain on the couch recording at, at, at Nappy Boy Studios. I could put you in a mansion if you can get that ass dancing. Ain't nothing to your boy. I get up in the roar if you camping. Every rookie of the year. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, man, but halfway because I got started early, we had some technical difficulties. But, man. <laughs> Damn sure did. They have right it. here, we keep it 100. And we about to kick off this. Flickety, flickety. Flickety, 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 paper run and sure you're right when they took their half measure i knew that there would be problems but i didn't think the people making the most money would be the people you had to worry about and i'm gonna just share the video talking about one of the first issues to arise as we head into the second third season of these young men being able to get these endorsement deals are some problems that you're hearing about this new wave in college football guys aren't getting paid they're not getting the money that they've been promised and in a lot of cases they don't have adequate representation so they're not able to defend themselves but a lot of these guys are going in the rooms with head coaches and coaching staffs they're being told by these collectives that they're going to get a certain amount of money and then that doesn't happen and then they don't have any recourse because the big thing about it is once they transfer, they can't transfer again. So now you're stuck. Me personally, if you promised me $50,000, $100,000, and then you reneged that you didn't pay on it, I wouldn't play until you resolved the issue. I, I would hold out like they do in the pros. <laughs> That's some real shit, though. You can hear that? Yeah, bro. That's, that's one, it's not shocking. Two, that's asinine, man. Like, that's asinine. Because I feel like... I feel like somewhere in the NIL, the reason why you sign that kid is not just because you want that kid. Because I knew that was going to be a reason that they signed those NILs was to get them to stay at the schools. So if you're at the University of Texas, which has a big alumni following, which has a big um, alumni donorship... Uh, that would be that would be the case. They would they would fill these kids' pockets. And be like, well, you got to stay here as a condition of you getting this money. But for I feel like another reason that those entities that would give those kids that nil money is so they could write it off somehow. Because the more employees you have, it is obviously more advantageous for you. Um, mm -hmm. from a from a 
from a refund standpoint when it comes tax time. Um, but for those kids not to get paid, and I have a friend uh, who is a lawyer in Chicago, and she was talking to me about this. Like she's doing as much research as she can on the NIL because she's getting with uh, players that are at the. Uh, they are those like those, they those guys who got to go to camp and like earn a position. They they playing in the preseason. They playing the whole game trying to earn a spot um, every season. And she wants to represent those uh, those guys and those kids who are signing these NILs because she's been taking a look at some of these deals um, of guys who are now in the NFL who came out like who got that first round. And she's like, this this was a terrible deal. And she's like, yeah, you lucky you are. Uh, like getting all of the money that they promised you. And I can see like, there are some loopholes in here to where they don't have to pay you. So, um, and it's not surprising also when you see that the NFL level, these guys getting taken for all their contract money by their teams and their financial support teams and their management and the people that's around them when their job is to play football and they hire these people and trust them to take care of the money. Um, and, and they don't, uh, I, I can, I can definitely see why this is an issue at the what they call amateur level. Uh, yeah, that's bogus, bro. That's bogus. But I do. I, I agree with bro wholeheartedly. Hold out. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> and the thing that I think would be beautiful about that element of this, if they do begin to hold out, it will immediately shed a light on the programs who are being deceitful. Absolutely. You immediately lose any cachet of walking into a kid home and promising him a goddamn thing. He'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I read my articles. I did my Googles. I'm going to need that contract guaranteed in simple language a third grader could read. And I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that now. Yeah, that's going to be need it with for, my uh, commitment <laughs> level. You feel me? That's going to be, uh, that's Kirby Smart going, hey, well, I heard Miami wasn't paying you on that NIL deal. Uh, he going to have the fastest kid in Florida, leave Miami and come up to UGA. <laughs> they better quit playing. They Tell better me. quit playing, man. I'm telling you. And that's the thing guy. also, man. Like, don't play by these kids' money, man. Like, these kids to put in so much work, bro. Like, we talked about this on one of the early episodes, I think, in season one, bro, when you mentioned that from the age of 18 to 22, like, they they classify you as an amateur and you can't – you're spending four of your – the best athletic years. Like, because a lot of the catches and stuff that you see on the internet and stuff, that stuff be in high school and college. So those formidable yeah. years that you have – like there needs to be in kind of like there's the big three and like right now, like they trying to find ways to challenge these institutions, which is extremely hard, bro. Just simply put, you can't be the most profitable league with the highest number of tier one teams, tier two teams, tier three teams, and not pay the fucking visual part of the profit structure. What you're looking at cannot be the only part of the profit structure that isn't getting paid. The people who cut the grass getting paid, but not the people who play on it. Mm. The people who hold the first down marker are getting paid, but not the people who trying to get first downs. The niggas blowing the whistle wearing the zebra outfit is getting paid, but not the niggas making the spectacular catches. You mean to tell me the nigga whose job it is to get there and cut the lights on so it's not dark is getting paid? He, it's not some student they have go do that. And if it is, it's a work study. He yeah. getting paid. He, get, he getting paid. I was about to say, whoever By the, the institution. The videographer at the, end, at the end zone and in the press box, he getting paid. <laughs> and, and got he, insurance. And, and yeah. got insurance. 
uh, Shawty got a homeboy that worked for the that worked for the football team directly for four years, and he said his pockets was always lined. And of he, course, it was. Yeah, it's a billion yeah. dollar corporation. Yeah, but that's that's the lunacy behind the whole thing to me is that they ever convinced a civilian that the labor should not be paid. Because they were getting compensated in education. If y'all don't suck a dick, none of what y'all do directly result in millions of dollars. And y'all wouldn't be willing to be paid in education. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then even still, companies who will give you education grants require you work for the company at least two years after you receive your certification there's no flip side where if you play at least one year at one of these billion dollar corporations you're guaranteed two hundred thousand dollar tuition that's all the total of the tuition be y'all think these niggas three guaranteed years because going to college you have to play through your junior year y'all think three years of football labor is worth two hundred thousand dollars these niggas have to pay for their own private security. Niggas graduate after having played three years at Alabama in debt. And for the niggas who don't go to the NFL, you know how hard it is to pay off that fucking debt? When you, you know, had to pay $800 a game for the private security it take because you had a huge fucking institution. This is the stuff that don't get advertised. Nigga, I was a college athlete. I know. You know what I'm saying? I, mean? I know. You feel me? So all of this not paying these niggas, these niggas is so valuable that they cost $800 a man to to insure and secure for games, but they shouldn't be paid for what they going to do? Fuck you. And fuck anybody who feel like the education that other niggas is their own scholarship for too that they get for free and don't have to do a goddamn thing for is worth what they putting on the field. That's just nonsense. Pay them niggas what they worth and let them and don't give them a scholarship. That's what the fuck I say. Yeah. Sign a contract that grant that football team a percentage of profits like you do the NFL teams and make a salary cap where a percentage of that profit has to be paid out to the players that fit the two man roster and the practice squad. And let's see if they have trouble paying their tuition. Fuck out of here. Take it off the top before you get to them, fall. I care. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them that pre-taste money then. <laughs> Pay them once a month like teachers and take that shit out. You know what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? Well, we couldn't pay it all out at once. Pay them once a month like you do teachers. You ain't gonna they tell me Reggie Bush can sell you. Yeah, even in the summer. It's so that they not asked out. Because if you pay teacher all their salary in them nine months, they might fuck their check up. You feel me? Oh, I just figured they got paid twice a month. Nah. Yeah. First of the month. Yeah, I be fucking with teachers, man. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Honestly, I was flight deck, man. I was hollering at that teacher uh, when I was in high school, man, because I met her when she was at her summer job. She was, uh, <laughs> she was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was a waitress or whatever, man. And I ain't even gonna count. She will she was stacking bread for a vacation her and her husband wanted to go on. <laughs> I said, Well she you can make money way faster than he come fuck with your boy. She was like, What you talking about? And I was like, they're gonna get me kicked out of school. She was like, depending on what you're talking about. And that kind of how it started, you feel me? But uh 
And you know how I go. You know how you know how I told you my situation coming to college. So I came to college with my young know saying certification intact. So all she did was bop me up on a regular basis, but it was fantastic though. You know what I'm saying? It was just my around the city. I felt very bossish to have just a grown bit at my beck and call, especially pull up, she come out of work, blah, blah, blah. I go about my bed. It was just a good time. You feel me? But uh I ain't gonna say what a summer job was at her business. And I ain't said her name neither, but she teach she taught at Decatur. It was a good time. Yeah, I never got that blessing, man. I always wanted uh, a teacher. It's always it's why I'm always quiet whenever niggas start talking about older women dating underage niggas. I just be like, mm. Oh, it's so wrong. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for man. No fuck what y'all talking about. You feel me? That's y'all business. <laughs> Be outraged. Be upset. That's why on trip when women be talking because every woman dated an old nigga for some reason and they be quiet about it. <laughs> but if you hear their podcast and your girl get quiet, be like, straight up, when you was in high school, did you date a grown-ass nigga? Just ask her and see what she say. <laughs> Just ask her. You'd be yeah. surprised. You feel me? Depending on the honesty, I know what the answer gonna be. <laughs> for some reason I know a lot of white women who was uh in college they was sugar babies <laughs> in college so grown ass niggas mm-hmm. you lying not even yeah white girls that went to like Swanee and shit I know some that, went, that was here and my crew here in Houston yeah that was that's, the, that's a thing <laughs> but I, I know it's a I, thing. I, I just didn't think you had a sugar baby circle. Oh no! Oh, I know him. I yeah. I didn't. I didn't have none. No, I didn't. Yeah, I ain't had no money. Nah, I knew two. They used to take care of me though. They like they get they they stipend and then, then we go out to eat type shit. You feel me? Yeah. He take care of them. They take care of me. That's how it go. Real cyclical. Yeah. It's a beautiful cycle instead of a vicious one. You feel me? I ain't spent no money when I was with someone. You know it. You know it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) From the day we arrived on the planet. Greatest song of all time, man. We be trying to give slick advice, but not give advice. So I'm going to just say this. For any of the women listening, I know I just gave a little tip to the men out there. So for any of the women listening, the further that age gap, the less likely it is you have to fuck. Just FYI. The further that age gap, the less likely it is you have to fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might have to do stuff. It's <laughs> none of my business. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Give Me Some Headlines Season 2 Episode 64. We just had that Tosh point, bro. My rhyme's been on point. That's like my third one this episode already, cuz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get high off that nose supply. Uh, We're going to slide into this Give Me Some Headlines. Oh, man, I'm tripping hard, bro. I'm going to back up. Can I do something for you? <laughs> could you? Could you? Could, this nigga so crazy, y'all. This is a Spike P joint, just for the record. Uh, that might be why it ain't surgical like a COD of the alpha. I'm talking shit. Could you give me some 
Hey, we gonna slide over here, man. To some, to some things that's going on in the world. He over there um, looking like Morris Chestnut and shit. Hey, talk about we tackle the fuck on this podcast. You welcome for all the melanin viewing audience and for the audio cast. Take it on over to YouTube and whatever platform you on. Apple. Spotify, Google Play, Deezer, Deezer, uh, Deezer, Pandora, Pandora, subscribe, rate, review, share to your friends, fuck with a Patreon.com backslash G-I-M-M-E-S-O-M-E-H-E-A-D-L-I-N-E-S. Give me some headlines. Again, that is Patreon.com backslash give me some headlines for anybody who want to support with a little bit of that cashish and give us any suggestions on stuff to talk about on the show we extremely responsive we're gonna grow that cow community slowly but surely but back to the topic at hand pete could you give me some headlines and make these folk understand Man, I'm going to hit you with a handful of these things, bro. And a few of them is from our favorite people over at NPR. Uh, but I, as, as a Shout few out to NPR. We yeah. got, whenever we go to the NPR route, we got to start shouting out the most recent Tiny Desk. Shout out to Usha Raymond and the most recent NPR oh, Tiny yeah, Desk. Yeah. Those concerts are a joy. And uh, as my dog sipped that mezcal tequila, I'm sipping me some pomegranate blueberry Acai green tea. Shouts out to us. Okay, then. Oh, yeah, we fancy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a little bit of honey, cinnamon, and apple cider vinegar. You know, not no, not no pomegranates. <laughs> check, check the nails. Check the nails. <laughs> you know, we get that vinegar in this guy, skin popping, melanin, and all that. Square bitty, man. Oh, this headline is from NPR. It is business related. Europe is on sale. Why the dollar euro exchange rate is a win for Americans. Headline two. From NPR. Meet the mogul behind the rise of Mariah Carey, Will Smith and Nas. Headline number three. from NPR how to make a good playlist tips from a tiny desk producer I'm gonna ask you this is the person in door number two black yeah okay uh hold on I got one more oh okay yeah yeah and this one is from Variety Jesus and Meryl split up ending Showtime series after four seasons Fuck, damn! You a slick bitch. We going with <laughs> we, we going with option number four. Damn, <laughs> this nigga a chump. Damn, Jesus and Barrow. Yeah, man. Success uh, be fucking niggas up, man. Uh, the, the late night. Uh, I read the. Uh, so this is from Variety. Uh, Jesus and Marrow split up. Ending Showtime series after four seasons by Joe Otterson. The late night show, Jesus and Mero, was officially ending after four seasons at Showtime. 
Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero will be pursuing, pursuing separate creative endeavors moving forward. Showtime's late night talk show, Jesus and Mero, will not be returning for a fifth season, a Showtime spokesperson said. Jesus Nice and the, the Kid Mero have made a name for themselves in comedy and in the late night space as quick-witted cultural commentators. Throughout its run, the series won a WGA award, receiving Critics' Choice nominations, and scored interviews with President Barack Obama, President Joe Biden, Derek Jeter, Missy Elliott, Denzel Washington, Charlize Theron, David Letterman, Yo-Yo Ma, and many more. They have been brilliant hosts, and we wish them the best, along with the team at Jack's Media and the incredible crew. Can I tell you something funny? Yeah, yeah. I thought they had wrote some racist shit when they said quick with it. Like, I thought you said quick with it. Like, they're quick with it. They was trying to write some hip-hop lingo. But I I had to listen to it in my head a few times. I was like, quick with it. The fuck? These fuck, boy. These sucker duck and poo boo that. Uh, uh, Quick with it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) My bad. I just had to interject that because I I couldn't even hear it for a second. I was mad. They are quick with it. <laughs> they fair enough. You That's got a, it. This, this is this is yeah. Joe Addison, you did a good job writing this. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, rumors have begun to circulate online Monday that the popular duo, who have been working together on on screen for nearly a decade, were splitting up. Uh, nice posted a short statement on Twitter, which reads: "Shouts out to Showtime and shouts out to the Hive. Thanks for being part of the journey." Uh, proud of the show, my staff that made every, and my staff that made every every episode. Big things soon come, man. Um, so yeah, bro. They started out as the Bodega Boys, and ooh, I think Bodega Boys launched in 2015. That's when they launched their podcast. Mm. Let me tell you this, nigga. The community will be intact. Long after Showtime fall. Yeah. Coming to a ranch near you. Mm-hmm. There will be <laughs> there will be a community. You understand me? Conversation on wax boys ain't going nowhere. Hey, uh, conversation on wax boys. <laughs> we are we fade to the back and let more relevant voices have these conversations and we just facilitate them giving y'all some of the good word the conversations on wax boys ain't going nowhere so everywhere and anywhere you have the ability to consume us subscribe rate review and you know what else to do d scribute that b you hear me it's square bitty man it's square bitty yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, this uh, you remember that joint I sent you uh earlier this week on on Twitter? I sent I sent my dog a DM that had a tweet that referenced uh how like the big media and shit is like obviously like we know like they get paid to to tell us what you know what's to be told um and it, it lines a lot of pockets for you to get, a, to get for you to get a certain message and yeah. The, the only niggas backing us is us and y'all. So <laughs> we we going to be at you, man. Straight the fuck up, man. Y'all heard. The, hey, talk for a second while I look at my phone so the camera not on me. 
Because we transitioning. We got a commercial break coming up. So I'm going to hit y'all with some bitty. They, 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 That's a bet, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to switch that thing over to speak of you. Um, for me, I never really, uh, I was never, I was never not a fan, but I rarely consume because I consume more of uh, Jenkins and Jones um, and now Guadabesco and then uh, Trill Withers, who is now with uh um, most crucified at most crucified on Twitter. Uh, Scoob, I think, is his like nick show nickname, and then Jam Packard, I think, is their producer. Um, so I've followed at uh, at Trill Withers, or I'm sorry, at Tyler I Am, which is uh, who is also Trill Withers on Twitter. And his the Trill Withers podcast transformed into him working with uh, the mixtape, which transformed into him working with Barstool, which is now him working with um, Underdog uh, Fantasy. Underdog, Underdog Fantasy. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. Underdog Fantasy. So what I'm not here to argue is the current moniker, as well yeah. as the Legends, um, the Legends yeah. podcast where he interviews NBA legends. Yeah, Search. Yeah. Uh, Trill Withers on Twitter and then you can get to the universe from there. That's a good and plus the conversations on Twitter is literally what sprouted his universe and he ain't cheated him for a day of his rise. And the tone and tenor is such a beautiful atmosphere and uh, I'm gonna just keep it 100. Like my dog left Barstool right before the bag hit. The bag that Wallow and Gilly got would have been his. He was the black voice at Barstool before Wallow and Gilly. And he I didn't helped know Wallow and Gilly was at Barstool? Yeah, that's that, that's where they at. Okay. Yeah, so million dollars hey, worth hey, of game. The bag that hit them would have hit him even harder because he'd have got a loyalty bag because he helped them build their black audience. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the jokes still ain't stopped. The the community be flaming that nigga. Like he'll criticize an NBA player about his decision making. <laughs> and and they'll be like, oh yeah, you sure about that? And it'll be a, cl- a, a screenshot of the white dude from Barstool making a tight face, like, you sure about that? You sure yeah. you want to question Draymond's decision making? <laughs> Some shit like Jeff Petty shit. So nobody's above the shit talking. He's extremely self-deprecating. The nigga has linear morality even when there's no morality so he's he's truly a joy man that that motherfucker a lunatic man and we we met this nigga in real life and took it to the internet and yeah. both both entities are more than worth your time you feel me? yeah square business man it's a square fucking business uh but i couldn't find them lyrics they evaded your dog so what we gonna do is we just gonna watch the intro from season one goddamn you feel me p yeah, yeah. Cause them the bars I was looking for. You with it? Yeah, yeah. What the hell screen I need to see? This one right here. Tell me something good. They some haters, dog. We got technical difficulty peas all through this bit. I can't even talk deaf, deaf, technical difficult peas. Anyway, here it go before the commercial break. Season one intro and how we feel about other news networks. Y'all are our community. Support your boys. I was 
slipping through the dial, had watched the news in a while. Turn on CNN, ain't see none of my friends. Swag gave me the blues, they never walked in my shoes. They want us living in fear, it ain't what I'm trying to hear. Switched it over to Fox, kept clicking, I barely stopped. New guests on NBC, no one that represent me. So I got tired of waiting, sitting master debate. Give me some headlines, it must be past bedtime. Sleeping on me still like I ain't vitamin D for real. Rep your city, play devil's advocate. Why ain't Brady gon' have to smack a bitch? Tell me something good, a recipe for success. Give me some timeline, shop session and flight deck. Hey, P, what's next? I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm cute. I be trying to act like I don't know, but I know, cuz. What'd you say? I'm cute as a motherfucker, G, as a button. You, you was rocking back and forth. You said some shit. I, I, it looked like you was happy with yourself, but it got cut off on my end. <laughs> you heard what I said the second time? Yeah, I heard what you said the second time. <laughs> yeah, I meant it both times for the audience. Yeah, square business, man. But you all. Uh... Sometimes you just got to let the world know, man. You ain't got to wait for nobody else to tell you. That's a damn. Hey, that's a fact. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all, man. If you, if you don't toot your own horn, who... Who gonna toot it for you? Oh, them haters will try to tell you different all the time, and I'm just letting the haters know the self esteem couldn't be stronger. And I don't get my shit from the outside. You feel me? No veneers. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> but man, your boy was uh, at HEB, which is the equivalent of for Atlanta people would be what would be Publix and um, I went to my favorite one of my favorite sections which is the uh, seafood section and your boy was like man I'm in the mood for a little something I ain't had in a minute I ain't made in a minute um but my dog man I'm gonna need you to do me a favor go ahead and fire that thing up one time with this sweater on, this nigga look like H-E-B Du Bois head ass nigga. Fuck you talking about, thug. Your I man's, got you ready, though. Your man's asked the, uh, asked the young man behind the counter for, for, for a steak of that, of that salmon. And uh, they're doing loud as hell, so we might, I might have to cut it down. But yeah, man, so I got some... Uh, I want a little bit of that background footy for the talking. That'd be good for the episode. Yeah, I added it in more. artificially last time, but I'd rather have it au natural. You feel me? I'm trying to figure out where to hide our little clip people. But yeah. But yeah, bro. Your boy ain't got a salmon steak, man. Look Did I that. make the H-E-B Du Bois joke about your sweater and your yeah. tie combo? Because you, you look very outright bookish. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. Show the people that all that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, it's cold. You know today, man. You know Just out mean? to my co-host. You understand? Looking like a whole, uh, what they call it? Looking like a whole, uh, what the women be calling it? I don't know. Black King. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't even know. You know that nigga be cooking. Ain't no seasoning in that bitch. What is that? Black pepper. He done grinding. He be using that shit. What you making, though? I done buried the lead. (laughs) Man, we doing a little pan seared garlic butter Atlantic salmon, bro. So I got me a pound and a half steak of Atlantic salmon. Um, fresh caught Atlantic salmon from H-E-B. And, you know, you see that plastic bag is Texas tough. 
um, through the season is up there, but I see you know my- Sam and my shit, cuz that is what was the defining factor in where my favorite restaurant is. The only place I've ever had salmon. Well, now the second place I've had salmon and enjoyed it. I had a I had a young woman who I took through my favorite restaurant who saw how much I enjoyed it. Uh, prepare salmon for me the other night and uh. Yeah, man. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, what what place is it? Uh, can you not say the name of the uh, the restaurant? Oh no! Nah. Shouts out to the restaurant. The restaurant is Agave over on Boulevard in Atlanta. It's right there by the intersection of Boulevard and Memorial. Okay. Right where the uh where that little curve is, it sit right in the curve. That's that property. Uh, okay. beautiful location, you know what I'm saying? For all you cheat niggas, uh, free valet parking, but you should tip that nigga well. Um, dope atmosphere, man, you know what I'm saying? Food be dumb, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's dumb. up, man. Shout out to it's, Agave. It's not a bad thing on the menu. If you like Mexican food, the name is Agave, so take your ass through there. If you like steak, whatever, though, go through that bitch because they fucking it up. But don't go through there on Thursday or uh, Sunday. Look at look. Somebody my days. A, an appearance. You see you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I caught a little glimpse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, though. I, I will not say the second location, but uh, yeah. Is that a uh, is that a, is that a sacred place? Uh, second location. This is a young woman's kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I said I had took her through my favorite restaurant, and uh, she prepared my favorite shit that I ordered from now for me type shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing like a woman who listened, bro. Cause I said some shit early on when we started talking where I was like, uh, she asked me, like, do I got an issue spoiling chicks? And I was like, nah, but you got to plant seeds to you being spoiled. She's like, the fuck that mean? <laughs> I was like, I don't mind taking somebody to fancy restaurants mm-hmm. if they could cook. You feel what I'm saying? If okay. the only time we eating good-ass food is when I go spend $300, fuck that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no bueno. Uh, no, no bueno. <laughs> I go take a I pay for you to get your nails done if you do my shit. You feel you I pay 110. I don't care what that stupid ass price be. But like it's like little shit like that. Like you spoil me, I spoil you, goddamn. You feel me? Yeah. That shit ain't complicated. That's what I mean by planting seeds. You feel me? So you would rather so you the type of person that would rather have a home cooked meal than go out. What what's your preference? Do you have a preference? Home cooked meal ten times out of ten. Okay, that's a bit. And if I could get that through you, then I'll make sure I do what I know y'all like to do too. Cause I know women like to go out and blah blah blah. But I don't be giving a fuck about going out at all. Yeah. Half of the reason I date is so I leave the house. <laughs> well, I be chilling. I, I had to, I, I gotta hit you one time with that prep. Y'all see I've changed outfits. So you got a season beforehand. You let that thing sit. Yeah. You let that thing sit for six hours. You know what I'm saying? Let let it, let it marinate for a little while. Yeah, Can I ask you, you a question? You come back. Yeah, yeah. Come on with it. Why you'll be wearing the chef coat, G? Man, bro, I I didn't think this shirt to. clean and fuck. By the way, though. Shout out to the knights. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the knights. 
It looked like it preserved well. That's a good quality shirt. Man, I'd have had it since 2013. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause I got some, yeah. I got a nice polo. Uh I got the blue coaching polo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got that up off you. I had to take that. Uh shout out to you. It says uh Nike, man. Nike did their thing. That shit on, on and it's clean, match. crisp. Yeah, P got smaller when I got smaller, so he let me have some of his big clothes, which is 32 waist shit, 34 waist. <laughs> Size XL polos. I said this nigga silly, dog. We don't throw away good clothes. If it's fresh, we're gonna rock that timeless shit. You feel me? Dead ass. Hell I got yeah. some sex ad polo pants. They like burgundy. I still rock them with a nice little V-neck. I I got I got some uh some nice little gold Cubans coming. Um 16 millimeter, them whole fat. I'm talking about, but I can't rate the rock, them whole. Oh, that was up. I got oh. off topic. Oh, back to coat though. Yeah, man. I got to cook it uh for the young lady on a regular basis. She would have bought me a chef coke. I always cooking that little white one. I got that fresh ass black chef. I want to make some, bro. That, I want to make oh, a my... song. That's 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 my goal bro. is to make a song. As to design some and uh and make that yeah, a part yeah. of the merch. Yeah, yeah. To make it a part, yeah. We need to have a here's a here's a version for you, a version for me. Mine gonna be kind of like hibachi inspired, I think. Okay. If we yeah. design two different ones, it's gonna be like a hibachi type base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which ain't fair, cause you the flat top nigga. What we doing right here with the butter? Is that garlic you uh? Yeah. So it's uh, infusing in it. Salt, pepper, uh, minced garlic, and Kerrygold butter. Shout out to Maeve in our in Ireland. Shout out to the uh, to the people we uh, we met at the ranch uh, that was international, um, but yeah, bro. Maeve. I just realized what yeah. you said at first. <laughs> I ain't hear the name. I was like, what that is? But then you said Ireland. I was like, we talking about Maeve. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Shotty, man. Good people, real, real good hearted people. Um, what what you got plans for with that butter? What you doing? You said butter, minced so garlic, uh, salt, and, and that cracked pepper. You was uh, plotting on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what I got in this uh. I'm gonna let that like I, I take it out of the out of the fridge and like kind of let it get room temp. And so I got I put my put my olive oil um in the in the skillet, turn the fire down low. Um, you see how it's gonna showing you how I'm coating that thing. You just want a mm -hmm. nice nice little nice little layer. Um, and it's gonna be on low heat, so it uh you you wanted to cook slowly. Obviously, uh, it's fish. And I wanted to sear it, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I guess sear it maybe it's like a, a higher temperature. So I guess I. Uh, I don't know. It was a, a low temp sear. That, that's what motherfuckers want to call it. But um, so what I what I'm looking for is to get like a nice crust because I put it in uh, skin side first. So I give me a nice crust on one side and start to cook through that skin and get into the actual uh, fatty meat. You see me making shit of the gold and now opening up the blinds so I get that nice lighting. Yeah, this shit all about the, uh, it's about the visual as well. But I'm um, pouring off the Worcestershire sauce here. Um, yeah, there's definitely some 4K shit going on. You film this well. Yeah. Uh, got the. Uh, that nigga started rubbing their hand together like Birdman for the audio cast. <laughs> This nigga tripping. That nigga either hungry or feeling himself on the shot. But this nigga wilding on the video, y'all. Let me screenshot Look at that, that state, shit. bro. Look at that state, bro. Look at that thing looking good. Looking red. Yeah, nah. That shit looking fire, bro. 
He flexing it for the camera, y'all. He bit the back of that thing too, so you can see the warbling in the in the in the in the salmon. That's a good cut of a good cut of fish. Do you call fish meat? Can you say a good cut of meat? Talking about a piece of fish. It's uh, so salmon is a steak. It's called a salmon steak. Yeah, I don't like saying good cut of steak unless I'm talking about beef. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, that um, so. Me and the lady, man, we trying to uh, cook more at the house, man, and eat a little bit healthier, bro. Um, so yeah, we. we Ooh, man. hold up, hold up! I gotta run that back. Y'all yeah. can't hear that, uh, that nasty sound, y'all. It sound like bro making the sticky, sticky. Hold up! Don't even say shit. Just let them hear that shit real quick. When you pick up that steak. Maestro, back to you. Yeah, man. So y'all see what didn't happen here, man. You can't miss that ASMR P. Come <laughs> yeah. back with that NPR P <laughs> off of that, dog. Y'all see what's going on right here. We didn't slap that Atlantic salmon, Atlantic fresh caught salmon down in that La Crusade. And you're hearing that sizzle right now of imported Italian virgin, extra virgin olive oil. Or if you've ever worked in the kitchen, it's simmering in that Evo. So what we're doing right now is we're trying, we don't want it to stick to our pan. So I take me a couple of, um, what them shit is called? Tongs. Tongs, tongs. I'm about to call them flippers. <laughs> <laughs> Take them tongy. Speaking of sizzle, <laughs> flippers. That steak thick like old SZA. It's speculation about her going to the doctors. I think she just been eating good. I think she been eating good too, man. She been eating them tacos out there in LA. Them yams, them plantains, a lot of rice, coconut rice and shit. Um, so yeah, I took it back over here to that my nigga uh, talking like he her personal show. He said, No, <laughs> nigga, I know how she got them hips, how she got them thicks. Go ahead though. But uh, yeah, so my dog said he wanted these R4S's to be a little bit longer, man. So I had to uh show the whole process, you know. I uh, went back over there to my uh my garlic butter and I'm gonna put it in the uh, wooden spoon and I'm gonna take a regular spoon and I'm gonna sit it on top. And I'm going to mash it in there, man, because I want that good fusion. I want these things to feel like they they came in a, in something together. You know what I mean? Not, I don't want them to get together in the skillet. I want them to get their ass together in my little glass bowl and on my wooden spoon. And I'm going to mash their ass in together. And just, and I'm going gonna, like, to stir the absolute dog shit out that shit, boy. Because I be like, mm. one thing my dog, COD, used to get mad about, he, he, had, he had to learn who his dog was when he was out in Wyoming cooking is that my food tastes incredible because I take my time and I put love and it. it may not make a damn difference, but I'm sure in my mind that it do. So it do. So you taste the spirit that your boy put into that motherfucker, man. So I really want my butter, uh, my salt and pepper 
and my garlic mixed to, to, to blend well together, man. So you're going to see me uh, mashing it up against this wooden spoon, man, to try to fuse those flavors together. And I'm going to let it sit a little bit more while I uh, I still got that thing. You hear it in the background over there sizzling away. Shouts out to your dog, P, because he giving us a better view of this fresh-ass shirt he got on. But my dog do be shooting his R for S is like they pornos and he'll want you to know it's him. That nigga face be cut out like a motherfucker. <laughs> this nigga, that nigga shooting the West Side production R for S is this shit. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm just talking shit. I had I had to get that off though. I was like, they got the towel on the shoulder and everything just in case shit gets sticky. You know what I mean? <laughs> square business, man. If you never been to somebody's black house, and it's usually when a man cooking, like I don't know where the ladies keep their towels, but a nigga just throw it over his shoulder. Just, you know, I just reach up there, rub it real quick. That's from barbecue in all them damn years, man. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you sprinkling seasonings. Yeah. You got to clean your fingers before you touch the next seasoning, too. Exactly, man. You don't want to cross contaminate. Um, but yeah, we going to slide back into this thing, man. And the reason why you understand why there's a four R4S this week. Um, well, one, because it ain't been won by your boy in a minute that was worth a damn. Um, so I'm long overdue, and my, dog, and, my, and my dog been requesting them, so I had to I had to fulfill that request. Um, but we yeah, gonna I already shot next my next one. I just ain't did it because it was his turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, here come the mixing part. Yeah, another little, little ASMR. I'm a huge fan of ASMR. I listen to it all day. Um, brown noise, if you have ADHD out there. Uh, scientific research has confirmed that brown noise helps people with attention deficit, hyper disorder, or ADD uh, to to kind of to focus in, and it's a, a natural, a more natural, um, non-invasive, non-medicinal way of. Um, um, you don't have to ingest anything to help yourself with your ADHD. So I listen to brown nose, uh, brown noise, ASMR. I almost say brown nose. Um, and then I come back here with the red pepper flakes. Uh, but the reason we're doing this R4S is because I want to slide into the next segment, which is GSTV, man. So my G, tell me a little bit about the programming that you've been listening to, man. Or you've been watching or what's got your attention. Man, I've been peeping out a lot of different little shit, but it's one show that I've been trying to get into. Um, and I've been, I'm on episode, I'm season one, episode two, uh-huh. but I've seen about 30 episodes trying to know what the fuck going on and actually watch the whole episode between one and two. And that show is Stranger Things. And mm. I'm still not quite sure what the fuck happened. Mm. So I think I'm going to go back and watch episode two again at some point and just don't do nothing else but be watching Stranger Things. But the shit interesting, and it shot really well. And I love me some Winona, you feel me? Yeah. Ever since uh, Mr. D's with Adam Sandler. So I'm I'm trying to get a bitch a chance, man. But have you watched it at all? Uh, I saw one clip on Twitter one day, and I was like, this is very strange. I don't know if this is going to be my cup of tea. Um, so I have never watched a full episode, but apparently it's a big deal. Like, the, the merch game for Stranger Things is going nuts out here in the street. Like, it's going nuts out here. But yeah, I don't... I have no clue, bro. I, have, I literally have no clue. 
But yeah, it seemed like it got legs, you know what I'm saying? And it's like I said, it shot extremely well. The score is dope. Shit that be in the episode be hitting the hot 100 because of how good it sets the scene. You feel me? Yeah. Stuff that came out 30 years ago and shit into the hot 100 because of how well it scores a moment, whether it be creepy, suspenseful, or whatever it may be. So they doing good things, and uh, I'm going to take the journey. It's just going to be a slow one, it seems. But shit, bro, what the hell you been watching, bro? Man. So the reason we got this R4S is your boy was inspired. Um, Hulu got a show, bro. And it's a banger. And it's like, it's called The Bear. And I didn't know what I was getting into um, when I cut it on. Uh, but it's your man's, it's the brother from, um, uh, man, Shameless. Um, so that was a show on Showtime. Um and he is playing a chef, bruh. And he, he goes, he returns home. He's like a uh, Michelin level star chef. And he leaves the restaurant he was working at in either Copenhagen or New York. I forget which city he was in, but he moves back home to Chicago to take over like his family restaurant that his brother okay. started. And they just like, <clears throat> they, they sell sandwiches and like it's, it's kind of a fucked up kitchen when he get there, but he is a high level chef. So he trying to transform it into like a really like a lucrative, nice spot, man. And it's like it's like it's fire, bro. And it, it reminds me so much of being back in the kitchen, man, with the with the chef, like the the term of respect, a chef, uh corner, um uh sharp behind like so um being in the uh being in the walk-in um and, and having to uh load up the uh load up the walk-in and shit man and all of the i don't know what it is about people who cook for a living bro but like when they in a, in a like they're creatives so they're very very combative people and we fit right in in that shit when we got to wyoming even though that was our first job at that level of cooking and you just realize how much how like we all had cases in some uh form of fashion man so it was it's it's, it's a dope show bro and i don't want to give too much away but uh the bear on hulu check that hoe out uh fx on cable also um is the actual cable channel that it comes on but it's on hulu can i put you can i put you up on something that i seen that i got that i'm i like a lot what's that it's these little metal things that look almost like teacups with a handle on them, and they form melting a little bit of butter in. You can sit them on the eye, whether it be fire or electric, like this. Okay. And you melt your butter, and you can pour. It's good for pouring on top of shit. You know what I'm saying? On steaks oh, yeah. and shit. Okay. Like okay. That. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes yeah. you know you'll sear your butter, and it don't it don't be easy to scoop it and splash type shit. You feel? Right. And I see you got some extra in the bowl, so you can have some in your pan. That's co-mingling with your oil and going on the skin and crisping that up and then you could drop that other shit in the little teacup and they make them in like one ounce two ounce joints then you know if you look at your butter if it's a stick usually it'll show you like how many tablespoons is an ounce type shit you feel yeah yeah i just want to pass that to you Oh, hell yeah. That was up. I appreciate that, man. It makes shit so easy. Like, especially for steaks, like you flip the steak and then immediately hit it with a little bath. Yeah. And you keep it at a low temperature. It's just like sitting it on the flat top. You know who got See, one. you do that. 
is what made me want to do that. Who? Miss Barbara. Yeah, that don't surprise me yeah, at yeah. all. <laughs> when you mentioned it, I was like, man, I hadn't seen something like this. But I, yeah, she used it for she used it for a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, the, it's multifunctional in her career. He uh he done started blessing it with that butter. That's why we talking about that butter audio cast. And now he getting ready to flip that sound. Look like he ripping that bitch smack apart though. Yeah, you see, yeah, uh, it, it got tender, bro. And so I got that, yeah. Uh, that that I got exactly what I wanted out of that piece of skin that you see right there, like this, like golden brown um, flakiness. Yeah. But then it got super tender, and then it, it just fell away from the uh, it fell away from the joint. And so yeah, yeah I was I was going. I knew going into this, I was like, man, you know what? That's the risk you take going with a low sear instead of a high, because the high sear cook it all the way through a little and bit it, quicker. And, it, and, and it, it, it congeals it. Solidify, yeah. yep. Yeah. That's uh, why uh, I mentioned that warbling when I talked to y'all about him flexing that, that meat for y'all, so y'all see how tender it was. Yeah, so we throwing a little bit more of that, that guy. You're trying that. to support you after clowning you. Oh, I appreciate that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, I be I, you deserve it, man. Like we, just, like you, you know, it was high pressure in that damn kitchen. You get yeah, that's how we started to do it though. Like I like how we flipped it because we used to just do our art for us and then watch it. But I like this way better. Peanut Gallery, almost mystery science theater. Hey, there you go with that bird, man. And they keeping them hands dry. <laughs> It looked like when you dropped it, you didn't flip this side, this right here. Am I wrong? Um, it looked like it's yeah, cooking right, the right. same side. On the uh, on the one that yeah, on the piece that dropped, yeah, it's still down in that guy. Well, it's it's face down. Um, so the side that's sticking up is is the skin side. It just fell away from the skin. So, okay, yeah, you you can see the uh, that that pink salmon. Yeah, you see a little, little bit of head shot now. Got the do rag on. You know what I'm saying? Got to keep the waves right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know about that. You see me showing Nine it to you. Natural. You see me showing it to the people. Yeah, let y'all get get that bean footage. That shit is it, stupid, Tender. You can't even tender, move it with the right, spoon. Right, it's this mad Tender. Um, I had shot it, tasted. I, I should have did it on camera. I got mad at myself, but uh, she was like, "Mmm, mmm." <laughs> Turn into cooking is, monster. Is more of it done? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Go get you some more. <laughs> Go get you some more. But yeah, I had a, I had a good, real good ass time making this whole man. Um, and y'all, this is how, like this is how I treat everything I cook, man. Like this ain't just for the camera, bro. Like I really just be in there rubbing it, rubbing the back of it with the spoon and shit. You know what I'm saying? A little dribble here. Real sexual. Look, look, you should see how you spank pancakes with the spatula. It's mad yeah. nice. That shit mad nice. <laughs> Tap that ass. Oh, uh, but yeah, bro. Check out that bear. Check the nigga, out the, uh, the the nigga slowly pour the butter into the shit and then put the pancake mix slowly from the center in the middle of the butter. So I got a perfect crusty ring. You feel me? <laughs> bro, that's yeah, that shit magicianry, bro. Don't get me on no pan. Yeah, fuck you should all see the look in his eyes, pancakes, man. You should see the look in his eyes when it start to breathe, and you can see them air bubbles. When he know it's time to flip it, it's like an epiphany hit him. He get the lifting up them edges. That <laughs> 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 nigga be in the kitchen making love to the food. Man, real <laughs> shit, man. 
<laughs> you got to love on your own body, man. This is this is going to my body. I gotta care about it. You be standing outside the kitchen. You feel like a peeping tom. You be like, should I be watching this? <laughs> <laughs> well, baby, man. But yeah, man, I be forgetting how much I enjoy cooking when I don't. Man, I barbecued yesterday. With, uh, uh, I, one I, of I the saw that on your store. Yeah, I saw Bro, that on your store. It was a good ad day. I drank too much and uh, I ain't get to digest none of that barbecue. That bill fucked me up. Oh, you it has. That's the put that way it got me, bro. And it was yeah. uh Dutch yeah. beers too. Cause you know I love and the way they taste. And it's but heavy it's on yeast. that. Yeah, all that yeast. It's heavy on the yeast. And if you don't pour it into a can or into a glass, it don't get the head and expand. So it expands in your stomach. And then I, when I tell you I ate nigga, I had like two burgers, two pieces of chicken, three sausage, some ribs. Three three ears of corn, nigga, zucchini squash. I was eating, dog. And your body got rid of all of it. <laughs> all of it. That shit got rid of cereal like the day before. It was like, nah, nigga, you drunk beer, you ate milk, and you lactose intolerant. You a goddamn fool. You think I'm going to try to. It was like I gave it a final exam when I've been giving it nothing but quizzes and easy uh, starter kit tests and shit. It was like, you stupid as fuck if you think I'm prepared for this shit, you jig. Nope. <laughs> I know what to do with it. My body said nope. I know exactly what to do with all this bullshit. Yeah. The food was great though, and I do got some leftovers, so I'm heating that shit up. Oh, hold on, a little taste test. Hold on. Here we go. People love the sound of niggas eating, so I got to get an ASMR community. This shit horrid. Let me clip this for the meeting. Square bend. That's a bit, that's a good ending to the noise. I know where to clip it. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, that's man. funny. As shit. Oh, just for update purposes, man, we threw this thing over. Uh, the salmon is going over some jasmine rice and uh, some um, uh, flash fried uh, green beans. But yeah, I, I took a long time to do this. My dog P said, I wake up in the morning, eat the freshest, a catch and a snatch. Fuck. What else you say after that? It's something. And then how niggerish is that? What you say? Uh, I wake up, the freshest, a catch. Pray you stay in the black, not how niggerish is that? Yeah, pray you stay in the black. I pray you stay in the black. And I played poker last night. That which is funny, you bring you bring that up. <laughs> and I played poker. This nigga sneaking another bite, y'all. I'ma tell Shawty on this nigga. This nigga, <laughs> hold up, y'all. <laughs> it's sneaky and he sat it in some garlic butter. He plotting on that bite. He ain't shit. He using it if y'all hear the scraping. 
That's him making sure he don't cheat himself for the skin. This nigga ain't shit, y'all. He's still in the fight on shorty. He got a thick ass piece of skin too. Is that the bite you give him? Uh huh. That's one of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought I put, she was I, doing that for you. Nah, I, I laid let it over people there. know you was on your bandito swag. Yeah, I laid it over there. And it was some garlic butter that was laying on that backside. So I took that skin, cut it off, and laid. Yeah, I show it to you. I show it to the people. I show it to you with the glisten over there. You see it. You see the overhead. That crust. He don't I got even know what to say. Like, Talk to the audio cat. He don't even know what to say when he's looking <laughs> at it. He reminiscing right now. Jaws watering, no Indian though. Man, I got that joint so tender, man. And uh, the thing that re really made it pop, bro, um, it was like a really good contrast between like the the savory of the butter, but the spice of the uh, of the red chili flakes. Like that shit made it jump, though. That shit, really, oh, it might be the end. Yes, sir. Can I tell you so stupid? What was that? I can't say the word Jaws without thinking about Sweet James when uh when the chick told him he was fat. He was like, and so in my pockets, bitch. And I tell him I got some else fat for your jaws, bitch. You know what I'm talking about? Can I do you a favor? Could you give me some headlines? That's I sure damn can. In in kind. <laughs> So, man, I'm going to give you some headlines here. And they all going to be sports related, bro. So, okay. let me know what you, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. So, this one is from Bleacher Report. Cameron Smith reportedly nearing contract to join Live Golf after British Open win. Now, they played the British Open this past weekend. This kid, I think he Australian. Australian kid won. Um, it's at the oldest golf course in the world, which is St. Andrews, which is in Scotland, which is you see the uh, the Highland Cow. Um, if you visit the Patreon, that is why the Highland Cow. It is the pinnacle of the cow community because it is from Scotland, and this show is a show that loves it some damn golf. Um, and so Cameron Smith reportedly nearing contract to join live golf after British open win. And if you don't know, live golf is the, um, it is now the antithesis of the PGA. So if the PGA is the institution, live golf is now like the ally bank or it's like, it's, it's Bitcoin, uh, to like Barclays or like, uh, Wells Fargo and all them shits. It's, it's the, it's the other side. So live golf is, Paying cats more like they are. They Jake Paul stealing these high name reputable yeah. people from the institution that's been these fighters. Is that it? Paying them big bag and they for the spectacle. And they structured more and it's they they bringing golf into the twenty first century. So they like I, I, I'll get into the next headline and I'll tell you about that a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, live golf is like they structure themselves like the NBA which is they got teams that compete in like different regions and shit. And so they like, they, 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 it's, 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 it's golf, but it's cool as fuck. Um, Guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they not playing no games. Um, 
they understand that they stars make their money whether they play well or not. Exactly. And they fixing some of the imbalance and how the purses are set up. Exactly. Uh, the next story comes from Yahoo Sports. Charles Barkley says 100% he'll meet with Liv Golf about media role. That boy getting that bad. And then the third headline is 2020. Oh, this is from uh, PFF, PF football, uh, player focused football, I think is what that stands for. Um, or pro focus, some shit like that. But 2002 fantasy football team previews analysis for all 32 NFL teams. If you choose that, we're not doing all 32 of them hoes. We just getting ready for the ramp up well in advance because we know what's up, <laughs> what's coming, baby. Fantasy, fantasy football is here. We got to send is, out our invites to get our league going. It, it, I'm going to start that now. Yeah, yeah. It is all fantasy football is already here. Um, we finna get our tribe together. Dead ass. So from PFF.com, 2022 fantasy football team previews, analysis for all pro football focus. We doing pro football focus? Oh, that's what that's it's called. That's the PFF. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just making it smooth. I, I expected you to keep going. My bad. And then we got Bleacher Report. Cameron Smith reportedly nearing contract to join Live Golf after British Open. And the third headline is Yah from Yahoo Sports. Charles Barkley says 100% he'll meet with Liv Golf about media role. Okay, you read them twice. I feel like I heard some of them before. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the pro football focus joint. That's a bit. 2022 fantasy football team previews analysis for all 32 NFL teams. Most of the NFL's offseason is is over from a roster uh, turnover perspective. Coaching changes are set. The 2022 NFL draft came and went, and there are just a few meaningful NFL free agents remaining on the open market after most ink new deals in March. There will inevitably... Cam Newton. No, I'm playing. Ain't nobody (laughs) checking for him. They should be, though. Yeah. Uh, There will inevitably be more player transactions throughout the rest of the summer and into the season, but now... Is as good a time as ever to focus on the fantasy football aspirations of every roster around the league. This landing page will be updated through the next eight weeks with fantasy football previews, pieces breaking down fantasy football preview pieces breaking down the following um, for all 32 teams, coaching changes, all season transactions, quarterback aspirations, running back workload expectations, wide receiver pecking order, tight end and receiving potential. And you can check out the PFF Football Fantasy Podcast also for additional thoughts on every team from um, the guy who wrote this joint and uh, Dwayne McFarland. The guy who wrote this is Ian Hartitz. Uh, Ian Hartitz? Hartitz. No D, but Hartitz. Hartitz? Hart. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bet. Hartitz Ian. That's, That's his new name. That's what's up. Um, but 32 teams in the league. You want to hear one? And which one do you want to hear? If you and it's just from the fantasy football perspective? Yep. Give me a couple that got some uh, some rookie standout notables. Not team specific. Tell me what some of these big draft picks, whether or not they projected to have big seasons, because they're going to be surprises in the draft. Make sense? Yeah, 
Um, let's see. If that's too broad, do they have them ranked like top to bottom? Who gonna have the best fantasy? They have pools? all thirty. They have all thirty-two teams listed by their division. Uh, conference. That's division. a terrible way to do it. Yeah. Let's go through one of the the best conferences and one of the worst. How about that to narrow it down? That's a bit. Let's do so. The, talk. Let's talk to me about the AFC West and the NFC East, because them West. best and then worst. We're gonna go to the Kansas City Chiefs first. So free agency in the 2022 NFL Draft have come and gone. Now it's time to fully embrace the 2022 uh, all season by breaking down aspirations for fantasy football uh, owners everywhere. What follows is a Kansas City fantasy-focused breakdown, touching on key questions such as, will Patrick Mahomes continue to work as one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL the NFL has ever seen? seen? Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finally going to see an incredibly fantasy-friendly target share? Does Travis Kelsey have a higher ceiling than than ever without Tyreek Hill in the fold? Um, So the notable offseason moves, uh, Andy Reid has uh, Andy Reid has resigned offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, um, and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Uh, let's see. Hold on, let me see. Here we go. Um, additionally, the Chiefs have made have made plenty of roster changes. The following quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends um, have either joined the Chiefs or left Kansas City in some way, shape, or form. Uh, running back Daryl Williams signed with the Cardinals. Um, so that was a second guy he left. Uh, Jared McKinnon is an unrestricted free agent. He's still in the roster. Uh, Jared McKinnon had a breakout towards the end of the year last year, like week four, mm. like week 13, 14. He really broke out and uh, gave them a really good push going into the playoffs. Um, Ronald Jones, uh, formerly with the I Tampa think, Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baby. Yeah, yeah, he signed a one-year, one-and-a-half million-dollar deal with the Chiefs. Uh, Tyreek Hill is now with the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, yeah. Receiver Byron Pringle, who was their fourth leading receiver last year, I believe, uh, he signed with the Bears. Demarcus Robinson signed with the Raiders. He is now gone. Uh, Marcus Kemp. Is an unrestricted free agent. He was a guy that didn't get a whole lot of love last year, uh, but um, he's one of those talents. We, he he one of the reasons why you let those other guys go. So I think the the, the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of doing like that the the Pittsburgh Steelers thing was like we got a whole lot of talent, um, so we can let some of these guys go because we got some guys that are waiting in the wings and they don't cost nearly as much. Uh, but call it, got, they call it draft cap, where you manage the cap through restocking the auxiliary positions by letting people walk who are, you know what I'm saying? You sign yeah, your stars. Yeah. And so they've restocked the receiver room, and now they're going to restock the defense in the draft so that three years from now, they ain't got to worry about losing D linemen. You see what I'm saying? They call right. it draft cap. Okay. A little, little bit of lesson uh, for, for you aspiring NFL GMs out there. COD hit you with. Um, but the it's a good sign, kind of capping. Draft <laughs> capping. Draft capping. They did sign a couple of good receivers. They picked up Juju Smith-Schuster. One year, three and a half million dollar deal. 
that nigga talked himself right out of a bag. If AB <laughs> never leave, he'd have got a much bigger check. He should have supported AB, bro. Because if he never leave Pittsburgh, he'd get a much bigger check. Yeah. Good then, God. He done fell from 15 to 3? He don't yeah. approve it? Still? He ain't prove nothing? I, that was that was a chess move. He said, I ain't going to get a big bag playing with Ben. I got to go get me a bag. He not signing with the Chiefs next year. No, nah, I promise gonna, you that. He going to go out there and he going to shine his ass off. He going to probably he going to try to go. He going to be like, hey, bro, throw me the rock. Throw me the anything that don't go to Travis Kelsey, throw it to me, man. Please. But that's <laughs> his problem. He not taking the top off. So them underneath ain't going to be opened up. He going to well, be the decoy to make sure Travis can't be doubled. Well, I give you the other receiver that they signed. They signed uh, MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez, Marcus Valdez, uh, Scantling from Scantling. the uh, yeah from um, Green Bay. He gonna take the top off. So yeah, Juju will be able to be that that number two and work and work underneath. Um, Travis Kelsey probably will probably work over the top more so than Juju will. The thing about Juju though is he went a lot of fifty fifty balls, man. Um, that's the thing that he's really good at. And he out very quickly if Tyreek was wide ass open because he fast as fuck or Andy Reid schemed it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a combination of the two, I'm sure. But the gap is going to be revealed right. by what go on in Miami and what go on in Kansas City. Yeah. Miami made a chess move, but we, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Dumbest um, thing my Eagles ever did was lose Andy Reid. Sorry for your loss, man. They had the same, bruh. Bruh. I'ma just you get you got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take it. We'll take it to a team in the actually we'll yeah, we'll stay here, man. We'll go to the Denver Broncos because uh we got a young lady that's been out here doing her thing, bruh. And I've been here for it. Um the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, his wife, Sierra, has, has had a great summer. Um, and she has blessed the internet with a lot of uh a lot of content. And so we'll talk about a few of the, the move, few of the moves that they made over the over the summer. They got a new head coach. Uh they went from Fane Joe, Fangio, forget his first name, to Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he spent the last three years in Green Bay as the OC to Matt LaFleur's. Uh, Packer offense led by Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he is now the head coach in Denver and working with Russell Wilson, but I'll get back to that. So they got a new offensive coordinator, Justin Uten. He was the Packers tight end coach. Um, so those guys came over together. Um, defensive coordinator, Ejiro Evero, um, spent some time with the Bucks, 49ers, Packers, and Rams since 2007. Um, so they're going to have a new look they're going to be the new look um, Denver Broncos. The They did have Teddy Bridgewater, which I think he may still be there. Yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater is now the backup, which makes a lot of sense uh, to Russell Wilson there. Uh, Drew Locke was their quarterback. We're not even going to talk about him because he's not even worth it. Um but the Broncos sent mm-hmm. Noah. I don't I don't I don't like the fact that the Broncos sent Noah Fan away, but I get it to get Russell Wilson like to lose a young tight end. Like I, I get it. Um, and just remember they complained about having to pay that man when Cleveland paid Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he been and he been that. a consummate he been a consummate professional professional, bro. But like that's one thing, day y'all. One. Yeah, from like since day one, Russell been that he been a consummate professional. Um, went through but, a divorce and there was no slander that could come out. Nah, so he nah, was consummate professional behind closed doors. Yeah, y'all ain't he hear did. shit. Yeah, nah, went through nah, a whole nah. divorce and then remarried a black woman. White woman ain't say nothing. So if there was venom, it came out. Yeah. He probably came home. Was like, "Hey, I met Sierra at a uh, at a dinner. Um, I ain't coming home. <laughs> I ain't coming home. That's funny. T- tell you, tell your mama I ain't coming home. Um, let's go look at your uh, your weak ass Eagles, man, over here in the NFC East. Take a look at what they did. This, uh, take a look at what they did this offseason. Some of the big questions surrounding your Eagles are: Are we underrating Jalen Hurts overall fantasy QB one potential? Question oh. number two. Should fantasy investors buy into Miles Sanders at his affordable cost? And will both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith ball out in 2022? I forgot y'all made a lot of roster upgrades. Let's get into a few of those uh, all-season moves for the Eagles. Um, Jordan Howard, running back. Uh, he was a part of the two-headed monster uh, along with Miles Sanders last year. He is still an unrestricted free agent. Uh, they signed the Tennessee Titans standout, A.J. Brown. How did you feel about that move, bro? You know how I feel about him from last year. I don't think he better than my boys that was in the natty, but he was up there. You feel me? So if he have a healthy season, which a lot of people underestimate, it's a lot tougher to play in cold weather. But it's a lot easier to stay healthy. And I don't think people understand the nature of how much easier it is to get hurt in the hot weather. Uh, so I think he's going to be healthier than he has been. They're going to get at least a season and a half out of old boy. So I, I'd put them at least number two, maybe in a wild card spot. But I think this is a bounce back year for Dallahassee. Yeah. Okay. I can, uh, I honestly, bro. <sighs> And another uh, another signing that they had at the receiver position is Zach Pascal. Um, he came over from Indianapolis. Boy, boy can play, man. So with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Zach Pascal being your top three receivers, I think going into the season, and Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, like I think, um, I think Ertz is still y'all's tight end, and y'all think y'all got a, like an up up and coming tight end uh, as well. Like I like Devontae I like that offense. Smith. With a Peyton Manning would already be being talked about in the in the in the spirit of Harvin uh Harvin Marison. You feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. he got that in him. He need a nigga who could throw to a spot and know he gonna be there. And he gonna be a bad motherfucker. So we'll see how Jalen could put it anywhere on the field. It's the consistency that's gonna separate whether or not he get a chance to build and grow. So hopefully he's taking a step in consistency and the rest going to sort itself out because that young man built for harsh criticism, heavy, heavy goddamn pressure, a backup being brought in to take his spot. Then they're going to play his game. You feel me? So hopefully it's taking a leap because I like, I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him a whole lot. I know a lot of folks who didn't believe in him. Um, as I, I really believe in him. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, actually, I don't get it. He was a Heisman Trophy winner, I think, or a Heisman Trophy finalist at Alabama. 
Um, he lost his oh, job having lost one game in his career. Yeah, he, he lost, yeah, he lost in the, in the natty. He, he won one natty, came back, got to the natty the next year, lost in the natty on the final throw. So he wasn't on the, he didn't, he didn't make a mistake. It was the defense that, like, he didn't get another opportunity to go win that game. And then he went up to Oklahoma the following year and got them into the playoff. Uh, so and he was a Heisman Heisman Trophy finalist that that season, man. Um, so with that, and he was one of those guys who also he I, he he's he, very Russell Wilson esque in his ability to, to 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 maintain a level head when things are going on because there was controversy at quarterback, but you never heard a word from him coming out of Alabama. He transferred. He he just went to his new team. Yeah. Jeff, for the record, he didn't lose that national championship. The other team got on their head, and they didn't believe that he could do what they needed to do to bring him back. And they took this man out at halftime. At halftime, that's what it. That's what it was. That's, that's what, what he, that, he, that was a the tour. game he lost yeah, was, was a, a different game, and that yeah. game that he lost is what made them lose faith that that they could lose again and still get there. So they they bopped him. You know what I'm saying? It was um it was in the SEC championship and they kept to or going into the natty. Yeah. Or oh, was that the national? Because no, that, that had already they, beat yeah. Georgia. Yeah, they yeah, it was the natty. Yeah. So yeah, so he he won two natties and started yeah. both games, but he got pulled in the natty. Yeah. He, um, he lost. Never lost. He lost the natty. Yeah, he has not lost the natty. I appreciate that correct. And say what you want about that man being pulled. But still, for three weeks of camp, who knows how many weeks of offseason preparation and summer shit, and all got down 13 weeks of that season, he led that motherfucking offensive room and prepared those men for battle, including that national championship game. And when they walked in confident they could get it done, it was the preparation he, as they general, had prepared them for. So don't cheat that man on his credit for the national championship where he got pulled. Because the same way he prepared those men, that other 10, he prepared his backup quarterback for that moment yeah. and didn't slouch on his role as QB1. And he proved that from how he carried himself as QB2. Yeah. And that was the game where Tua threw the, um, threw the seam down the sideline to Devontae Smith when he was a freshman. Yep. And yep. won that. Yeah. It was his, um, it was his junior year mm -hmm. after he, he waited his freshman year, played his sophomore year one, got benched his junior year, sat his senior year, and then transferred to play a, a graduation season so that he could get into the NFL and played and like, bro, I'm proud of that young man. G. Yeah, he yeah, he couldn't be stopped. Can, can, he won't be stopped. I think I think he's gonna have a, a hell of a. If Philadelphia don't see the vision, I I know somebody else is gonna. Um, he we'll he gonna see be, he gonna be better. He, his QB two respond to the same conditions in Miami this year. Tua in the position that he put Hurts uh, uh, in. And it's quiet as kept because it's class down there at Alabama. But the reason he got pulled is because Tua was getting ready to transfer if he had to sit another season. So he wasn't going to get his junior season no way. It was going to be pressure from all sides. You feel me? Yeah. And even though the top flight receivers were began with Amari, 
not Amari, but with Julio, then come Amari, then you get Ruggs, then you get Judy. Yeah, so you got all these cats come through after the boy Julio. And uh, Julio! And um, Hurts was a huge step up at quarterback, but Tua was the beginning of the top flight QBs. And Saban saw where the game was going and stopped fighting it. But I feel like he could have kept winning with running backs. Oh, he, yeah, he, most definitely. Most definitely. But shit, man, go to the other big boys in the NFC East, man. How you man, feel I'm, I'm about the Cowboys, man? Because it bothered me that Kellen Moore took I, over and they started blaming Zeke for not producing. They ain't had a run centric offense since they fired Jason Garrett. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the questions here is, is Ezekiel Elliott, wa- Elliott oh, washed or was he just playing hurt last season? Ezekiel Elliott is the Cowboys don't have any level of success without Ezekiel. Now, I will say this. His backup is also cold. Like Tony Pollard is cold. But I feel like you get that level of Tony Pollard is because Zeke is a he a mule, man. And he wear the on thing you, about man. the Cowboys is their talent evaluators are top notch. They do not draft well because they do not draft to priority. They draft to talent. Yeah. They take the best football player on the board when it's their turn. So they don't have bad football players on their team. Yeah. Rarely. Yeah, man, they are. Uh, the owner of that team, which Shawty uh, hit me with this yesterday, she was like, uh, our, she was like, our owners of teams is like glorified sponsors. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's exactly like a lot of times that's exactly what they are. Like they are fans of the game and they have a lot of money. So they buy a team. Now, Jerry Jones at one point knew what he was doing, but he, did not enjoy the fact that the coaches who he was hiring were top notch and they were getting all that shine. So he hired lesser coaches. He had Bill Parcells and then he had, he had Jimmy Johnson, I think, and then Bill Parcells. I forget which, which pecking order they came in. I think it was oh, Jimmy Johnson. It was a nigga in between. The nigga that won them other Super Bowls was um, Zerkowski or some bullshit like that. It was a whole sucker duck. He started hiring puppets, people he could control. Yeah, he like, wanted the credit. Like Jason Garrett, right? He, yeah, he he wanted to be the guy who got the credit for making for being the mastermind of the Cowboys, and I think that's why. But what he did back in the nineties, he did such a good job of that shit. They like they've been, they just been. He's built a marketing machine, which is the Cowboys, which I'm very angry. Like, but we're not gonna sit here and act like Jimmy didn't go to the Dolphins, stink, and then leave midway through the season so that he wouldn't lose his mystique. He wouldn't have been as successful without Jerry either. He wouldn't have been as successful without the, the players that he didn't have. The players he had did he have? He didn't have Marino, did he? Nah, they uh they did that stupid shit where they forced Marino out to get uh yeah, that's what I thought. Cole Pepper or some shit. I forgot who they had down there in Miami for a while. Like they, I'm they, pretty they, sure they had the choice between Drew were. Brees. Well, oh no, that was the Saban year. Saban had the choice between Drew Brees or Cole Pepper, and he chose Cole Pepper, and that's why he back coaching college. <laughs> Better move for him though, because he uh, Saban need motherfuckers he can beat up. 
<laughs> Imagine if he could have went toe to toe with with Belichick as a Belichick disciple. Miami would have been good with motherfucking Nick Saban and Drew Brees during the so oh, accurate yeah. I'm beating a machine era. You can't give Peyton credit for his throwing accuracy. You can give him credit for the schemes he drew up. But had you given Saban that little tool, think about the Ronnie fucking um think about the running backs and shit they had through the uh scat pack motherfucking offense era. You get them Drew Brees and them running backs, shit. shit you get them Drew Brees and Ricky Williams. They, they the Ricky hell. Williams and Ronnie Brown. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. boy, shit. Yeah. Boy, shit. <laughs> them boys would have been hell. Um, speaking of the Cowboys, though, Amari Cooper got traded to the Browns in exchange for a fifth-round pick. What? When? That happened uh, earlier this summer, or uh, late in the spring. Damn, if OBJ went back, because OBJ would think about going back. Coop, OBJ, and Deshaun Watson. Ooh. Um, Damn. Yeah, they got Cedric Wilson stayed. So apparently, they keep Jarvis. Uh, Oh, we on the Cowboys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we on the Cowboys. Um, Blake Jarwin is the tight end. He's still there. Uh, James Washington came over from Pittsburgh, signed a one-year, $1.2 million contract. Uh, he was the number three receiver out there in Pittsburgh. Um, Malik Turner, I don't know who that is. He signed a Man, fuck these niggas, dog. What's yeah. your, what's your dance a bit, cuz? My dance a bit, man, is... I hate to be that ham-fisted, but yeah, fuck the Cowboys, man. That ain't enough. <laughs> that was a terribly written article for the fantasy yeah, motherfucking It, it was. It was, yeah, it was cheeks. I didn't read it. You suck pro football focus. I chose it. Yeah. But if I'm going to talk about my bad choice, I'm going to clown them too because they suck. That was cheeks. Yeah. They did. That, that's terrible football analysis. Uh, we we did good yeah, stuff around it, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we did the best we could, community, with the cheek shit that they gave us. That bullshit. Um, but I wanted to hit you with a little uh, update, man. I, I done finally talked to Big Homie, Big Homie Ram, Big Homie Rambone, and uh, hitting this golf course, man. Um, then convincing that it's the move instead of uh, instead of all this hooping he's trying to do. So um, we need to put a bet on can I coach Big Cuz? Like, how long will it take Cuz to blank? Like, what 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 can we like? What can we what wager? And I, I wanted to lead this up to like a conversation between you Golf and Golf a whole whole round par? That what you mean? I, I'm nah, I'm saying we can choose that. I, I golf a whole round par will be very difficult. I'm I'm saying blank. How long will it take bone to blank in golf? Like what can what can we choose to fill in that blank that will be a good uh bar- barometer of my ability to coach? Cause you know how that he You wanna make it twofold? All right, yeah. Uh, par and birdie. Okay. How long will it take them to par on a hole? How long will it take them to birdie? Because that could be a luck factor. You feel me? Yeah. Too much yeah. pressure. Oh, um, it don't. It, I that way, like, he ain't got to golf a whole round. Amazing. Right, right, right. I feel like yeah, you got eighteen holes to yeah to yeah. 
that's that's I feel like that's good because it's it's not easy to do that. Shit, yeah, because you got to get like, his gotta drive together. together. You got to get yeah, his mid range together. You got to get his putting together. It's three yeah. phases that can fuck that up on and every then, hole. And then you got to put four shots consecutively together to get that in there. So yeah, I feel, okay. Um, let's do. Yeah, let's see how long this thing take. We, I'm a. Uh, yeah, we gonna you. I chose the wager. You choose the time on both, and then I, I we'll see where we go. Ooh, how long go. you think it'll take them to get the paw on the hole? Uh, we probably won't play a whole round for about two months. I'm gonna say he. We'll say what's two and a half months in days. That's like what seventy five days. Yeah. So 75 days from, we'll say, the next show drop, which is a Wednesday. So 75 days from Wednesday, which is the 20th. Why are you being a dick? Why don't you just do months? Nigga, the 20th, August 24th is a Wednesday. Two whole months would be September. So by the 12th of October, it would be three. I mean, it would be two and a half. Okay. So you got to get them to par by October? Okay. And, and, and yeah, where do you got to get them to birdie by? Oof. New Year's? Yeah, we'll say New Year's. <laughs> All right. You can choose whatever you want to for par, but we got to negotiate on the birdie. We'll say New Year's. No, I'm saying as far as what the wage is, you can pick whatever you want to for par because he's not getting it. But Birdie, he could get lucky by New Year's if y'all play often enough and he find out I'm betting against him. <laughs> you going to tell him so he got the motivation to screw me? Absolutely. <laughs> you a dick. So what we betting? Um, mm. I got an idea. Okay. Um, if I win, y'all niggas treat me to a trip to uh Maldoons and make sure I got stogies as well. You feel me? Flip it, same shit. Okay, that's a bit. I know it's two of y'all, so I feel like y'all would be reasonable, but uh. I feel like he birdie. I mean, he he par. Then that's you. He birdie. Then that's both of y'all. You see what I'm saying? What you yeah. think? Okay. And okay. then if uh, if I um, and then if you flip it, if the nigga don't make par, then I just win, and y'all nigga get your dog. You feel me? That's a bit. I feel like we need a different bet for Birdie, though. I had a, I, I got a, I got an option. What's up? If for Birdie, if I win or you win, the winner, I'm sorry, the loser buys the winner the the hat that we talked about and got to get it embroidered. You wait. Cause I want both of us to have that nigga. How about the loser pay pay for a round of golf for the three of us? Okay, that's fine. For the Muldoon's day, you feel me? We make it a. T- oh, it don't got to be the same day because it's at different times. But 
You can make it a whole day. I think that's a good day, nigga. Golf, then cigars, and drinking shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that way it's a good bet that we can shoot stuff for. We can make it a cast day. Okay, then. Bet. But no, nah, no. Nah. I like this hat bet, though. Let's do, let's do that soon. But if I lose, I'm going to get my hat the same day I get your shit. That's a damn show. But let's do this hat bet soon, just not for this. Okay. We can do, yeah, we we, can do it for we, we need them before October. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bet. All right. So she, that's a bet. That's a bet. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you do me a favor? What you need me to do for you, man? Could you tell me something good? Yes, we can. And you know how we end the show, man. Every week we come to you. We got to give you some good news because on the news, I wish they would lead off. Like, we need more good news in the world. Like, we just need more of it. And so I wanted to... um, in this particular show with a little bit of story time going into a tell me something good. And so my dog is, uh, he didn't spend a little bit of time as a Texas resident when he had a little project he had going on where he and some, uh, some compadres of his, uh, threw a whole bunch of Google fiber cable, um, in the ground out here in Texas, man. And, um, he, you welcome UT. Y'all would have Google fiber if it wasn't for your boy. If y'all remember, when them gas mains blew up and shit, they fired all them niggas and we came to the rescue. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by my dog spent some time out there and I think it was some, like, I, I don't know if this was like, it was just that time that you spent out there, but we we had a couple of trips back in, uh, I know we had at least one trip in Austin and I don't know if it was like all at the same time, like it kind of run together on me. But at one point we was in Austin together and it was a send off for a very good friend of ours um, who is over in the UK. Shout out to you, Cash. Uh, much love to you and your family. Um, and we spent an entire day, man. We had like a little backyard party, man. We was smoking with the homies and shit. And my homie, uh, my homie, COD, MD, Medico, COD, uh, Decatur Boy Music, and our homegirl, Cash have this uh this affinity for potatoes and she had a whole notebook of potato recipes that she shared with my dog and they like they it it was a very it was a very cool moment uh that happened in austin texas and then we all went to i remember then when you go we all went to a crit concert if i remember correctly yeah, Shorty House was the after set for the crit show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it was the last show on the um one Catalactica Laugh from the Underground, the first live, joint. Yeah, the Live from the Underground tour. Uh the last stop was in Austin, Texas. And we I think we got we got on the documentary. Um they, they made a documentary yeah, we did. about that tour and we got on like the documentary. Uh and that happened in Austin, Texas. And then there was another time where I was out in Austin, and I saw another one of my favorite artists, man, and his name is Currency the Hot Spitter. Uh, hey. Jet Life. Jet Life. Um, and so that so was in Austin, one. Texas, man. So I want to, this is a folded into this 
tell me something good is that rep your city and the the love that we have for the city of Austin, Texas, man. And the tell me something good part of Austin, Texas is uh, in in building uh, the merch. Can I side. add one? Yeah, yeah. We went to like a A3C out there too. You remember the music festival? We did go to the music festival. Out we ain't there. had yeah. no wristbands. Yeah. We straight on some savage shit. No, that was the currency night. Yeah, that was the currency night. That was the currency night? Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. I'm <laughs> that was, I was, yeah. I, my bad, y'all. It's drugs in Austin. Man, man. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, uh, it was, um, it was a whole ass, yeah, it was, uh, it was like Ace, uh, Austin City Limits, ACL. It was ACL. Yeah. Oh, it I don't know why I'd be making it three, but it was ACL. Uh, AC3 is that, that's Atlanta joint. Ah, that's why I make it that. Yeah. Um, we was at ACL, like we didn't have like no, we didn't buy no like big bulk tickets and no shit like that. We did pay, I think the cover at the door or some shit for, uh, for this currency show, man. And it was fire. I didn't man. pay. I got the wristband from a nigga that was leaving with a girl. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's we right. took that. And, and we, we did buy, that. we had, we got, we needed like six and we only had to buy a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was love, and then some people was trying to make a profit. We we ate at a cold ass restaurant that day too, because uh-huh. we was trying to look for more bands. We like let's go see if somebody eating who about to leave. Yeah, uh, but so the food in Texas is crazy. It's crazy good. It's crazy good. Um, I remember about that that show also is in addition to throwing niggas free wrapping papers and shit from uh from Raw <laughs> that nigga currency um. I remember he finished the show, man, and he like ran off stage and like ran to the front door because I remember the venue was like it was like half inside, half outside. So like the stage was covered, and then there was a part of like the dance floor that's not covered, and then there was like some grandstands and they were covered. And so like part of like a quarter of the like building is like outside, like had a retractable roof or some crazy shit like that, and it was it was super dope, but. He finished his set, man, and Buddy ran off the damn stage. And by the time everybody got to the door to leave, he was standing there shaking everybody's hands. Appreciate motherfuckers for coming, man. So people remember how you make them feel. I feel special as fuck when one of my favorite uh, people in in um, in rap and hip hop also treat you like a fucking human being. And appreciate you showing your patronage. And so like now I buy merchandise from Jet Life. Like he if he got something new and like I'm I'm buying it. Um I'm spinning his music. Uh it's yeah, it's it's more so about it is about the art that people give you, but it's also about um how they make you feel as somebody who consumes their art, man. And so I appreciate uh currency, the hospital, and I appreciate Crizzle and I appreciate Case for being very hospitable people, man, and, and creating an environment where um people feel loved and are loved, man, and in addition to um getting an immense amount of value. And so I bring up the city of Austin because they have this organization and as I'm doing research for uh the way we are going to do our merch here and give me some headlines is we want to be sustainable and I and the way clothing is done nowadays, man, is is it's very fast and it and is putting a strain on the environment. And so I'm doing the necessary research. So the carbon footprint that we have with this show is at least net zero. Um, but we give 
uh to we, we put more into the ground and we take out is uh is the ultimate goal um with you, with us being the community we it, it does it is an acronym but we also uh love nature we love animals we love the environment and so i i'm doing the research and for the for the po- people who will be doing like the manufacturing and stuff of the the clothing and stuff that we will be selling um and the brand that we we'll that we're building and i found this place called Multicultural Refugee uh, the Committee Center, I forget which one it is, MRC. But what they do is, if they are refugees that come from Latin America, if they are refugees that are coming from Africa, um, so they have Somalian refugees, they have uh, refugees from the Middle East. Um, so they have over 200 and I think 30 something uh, refugees that who have a skill set coming from their country where they are seamstresses, where they um, know about textiles and textile manufacturing and where they know about um, uh, community gardens and uh, they have that green thumb and uh, know how to and have that knowledge of farming. And even the folks who don't have that knowledge, they are around people who do have that knowledge and they are imparting that knowledge. And so uh, there is the Multicultural Refugee um, Center that is in Austin, Texas. And they have two things. They have a open the Open Arms Studio, which is a textile manufacturing manufacturer offering events, sewing and tr- sewing training and fair wage employment for refugees, asylees and immigrants. And then they also have um, a farm there um, on some acreage where they teach people sustainable farming, man. So shouts out to. And I know that this country has played a heavy part in the colonization of the world. And I know this may seem like a small thing, but it's also a big thing and it make a big difference for the folks. And because I, I went and I, you know, I like to do my research to make sure like this is just some shit that folks is doing so they can get a nice little tax write off. But um, they give you the they give you the impact report, let you know, like, you know, how many people they have on staff, how many hours they work, how much money they paying out. And so I did the math on it. I'm like, OK, they come out. I, I spend some time in the sun for that for that amount of money. So um, and so. And they have uh, the studio, open arm studio is all woman. It's an all woman led, all female um, uh, studio. And then, um, yeah, they have the uh, the farm as well, man. So shouts out to MRC, Multicultural Refugee Coalition. That's what it is. It's not center. It's the coalition. It's the coalition, man. But uh, yeah, that's just something good, man. Uh, people putting back into the earth and give me some headlines working on. Uh, so one of the things that I want to do is I'm gonna reach out to them and I'm gonna go up to that farm and shit with the drone and I'm gonna get them, I'm gonna get some footage and shit like if they uh, get some video footage of they joint man. So we're gonna be working together, but we also gonna be doing uh, multi-service, uh, multi-level services for uh, for the people in the community, man. Bringing Austin and Houston together, man. Uh, Tallahassee, I might come on the job, but you, you know, y'all got them cowboys up there. Um, too much like that shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, except for that last part, whether it's a little bit of love <laughs> or a little bit of business, you know, what I'm saying a little bit of patronage, we here give me some headlines. Believe that it is always better to give than it is to receive.
Yee!